Welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas. We just started this podcast. It just dropped out. Hello, Dylan and Joe Singer. We're back, right? We're back. We're back. I think we're back. Oh, my God. It was such a sweet start to the podcast. Our wonderful guest. I'm so, oh, man. I'm, I'm really feeling the pain of me losing the first, uh, I think it was 10 minutes of recording, yes, but it's okay. No, we're, no, back. No. we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> All right. Ben, uh, please do the intro. As a friend of mine uh, who I've gigged with overseas that I was excited to have on our pod. And then I said to you, can you please do some research on him? And you said, I, uh, and I asked you, how did the research go? And this is what you said. I said, I looked up his Wikipedia. I was like, he's a doctor, but more importantly, he's a gun of a stand-up comedian. Welcome, Jason Leon. Yeah. Welcome to Fitbed Pod, my friend. Hello, Dilruk. Hello, uh, Ben. I'm really excited to be part of this very professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget the script, man. Don't go off script. We've got to follow it exactly as we did last time. <laughs> I want to... Oh, man. I am so devastated. Hey, Ben, not bad, though. After 240-plus episodes, this is probably the first time we've had... Yeah, a, that's true. We've actually... Hit the record button issue, so... And I, and I just love it because it just sums up where we're all at. You're feeling deal uh we're all three of us are in the midst of, of comedy festival uh we're just trying to make it work and then now we're we're uh, we all can't see each other but we can all hear each other <laughs> yeah yeah this is like we're with our eyes closed and we're just chatting into the darkness jace thank you so much for doing the podcast thank you for coming back to australia because uh i'm so glad to see the aussie audiences finally clue into how great of a stand-up comedian you are because not only did you smash your Oxfam gala spot uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's one of the best spots I've seen uh, this year at, uh, uh, definitely and on top of that your Melbourne run is selling out so well that you've added an extra show at the fucking Athenaeum <laughs> Theatre clap it out Ben clap it out yeah. Oh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I've been lucky that the the uh, the, the shows have sold out, and um, yeah, yeah. And Ben, I've added the, the show at the Athenaeum, and yeah. as I mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, I still do not know how to pronounce the name correctly. How do you pronounce this venue, guys? <laughs> just say I'm just at the act. Just go Aussie with it. I'm at the act. I'm at the act. I'm 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 at the act. Yeah, I'm at the okay. yeah, I'm at yeah, the no, maybe stick, maybe stick with Athenaeum. <laughs> you know, like it sounds like someone's trying to simulate really quickly within three days. You're like, "Hey, Bonza, I'm at the Ath." <laughs> so, folks, I, I I have to tell, but basically catch people up we're gonna have to do because I don't want to lose uh, time more time with Jason. But basically, Jason, you were someone who studied and you're a professional proper medical doctor and then two years into it you started doing stand-up comedy right yes sir and um i studied medicine for five years and yeah. then i graduated in 2009 and i worked for about four and a half years and in 2014 that's when i decided to quit medicine and do comedy full-time you know uh the last two years of my medical career I was uh, doing comedy also, and then yeah. that's when I decided, you know, something has got to give. Yeah. So I took a leap of faith and uh, tried to do stand-up. I quit my job in 2014, and I've never looked back since, you know. Okay, so what's the perspective like in terms of the effort and, the, you know, the, the being a doctor as well, and then at the same time stand-up? So you had this crossroads moment. Both have potential yes. to be lucrative. Both are, I guess, fulfilling, you know? What yes. I mean? uh, what, yep. which, what what led you more towards comedy? Is it the the fortune and fame or is it the, you know, just creative, uh, you know, expression? 
Well, I think yeah, it's it's all that, and also the desire to one day be in a Zoom podcast yes. with really shitty internet. <laughs> uh, but but uh, if I'm being honest, there's a lot of uh, push factors as well because uh, you're just living the dream, aren't you, right now? Oh, oh, fuck, it was funny, mate. You have no idea how many people are jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this gonna go? Is this gonna go on your poster for next year? Uh, on, a, on a Zoom call with Ben and Dill without any video. It's just a... <laughs> that's gonna be on my poster, you know, like like oh, the three star reviews and also on the podcast with Dill and Ben. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah. So was there a particular? Did you? Did, was there a, even a slight chance you would have gone full time into uh, into medicine? Well, not really, because at the time you must uh, understand that uh, doctors in Malaysia are really, really poorly paid. Yes, uh, I've heard this. Underappreciated, and you know, like there's a lot of burnout within uh, the healthcare industry, and right. so I, I was burnout. I was not happy at my job, you know, yeah, and my okay. wife could see it. My wife was the one who said, you know what, if you want to quit your job and do comedy, do it because you're not happy being a doctor. Wow. And, and you know, being an unhappy doctor is is bad, not just for the doctor, but for the patients as well. You know, so I decided, you know what, it's irresponsible for me to continue. And you know, at least when I do comedy, if I do badly, it's just at the end of the day, mostly me that suffers. You know, I mean, about the audience too, the audience suffers too, but it's not you know like I mean, they yeah. don't die. It's not fatal. It's not if you fatal. have a bad gig, the audience does feel literally sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't like they don't die. You know, I mean, bad. Yeah. So like, I'm yeah, definitely. So, I've got barley belly just watching Ben sometimes, you know, so I understand. <laughs> Jay, but Jay, how long did it, I'm always fascinated because I've had a similar thing with my partner. How long did it take your wife, how long did it take her to convince you to quit? Like, were you, as soon as she said, you went, great, I'm doing it. Or did it take a while? Like, how long did that decision take? Oh, man, uh, she is a gem because actually she was the one who got me started on stand-up comedy because... Wow. Uh, yeah, wow. because uh, in the early days, uh, in the in the two thousand and ten, um, there was a fledgling comedy scene where a bunch of guys started doing stand up comedy and they recorded themselves and they start they were trying to start the stand up comedy movement in Kuala Lumpur, and my wife saw those clips and she was the one who showed me those clips and said, "Hey, you know, I think you should do this." Right. So. Right, right. Yeah, and then and 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 she encouraged me, and one day I went for an open mic. It went well, and she did not stop me from doing it. She said, "You should do it, do it, do it more often," you know. So in twenty fourteen, when she said uh, in twenty thirteen, when she said, "You know what? You should quit and do this full time," uh, it was just a whole series of encouragement that uh, has continued to this day, you know. Wow. And I'm beginning to suspect, yeah, yeah, she's really encouraging. And I'm beginning to suspect that it's not that I'm a good comedian, it's that she was worried for my patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like, you got to get the fuck out of this profession, bro. Because you're, you're going to end up killing, and this is bad for my future because my husband's going to be, you know, sued <laughs> for medical yeah. malpractice. But yeah, Jason, yeah. Jason, I love that because it also just shows, you know, and I only just briefly meeting you here and I know you've been friends with Dill for a long time but it just shows how much she loves you and that and that's how she wants the the, the best out of you because it took my partner i reckon three years to convince me to quit being working in government but i just couldn't wow. i just i just couldn't do it because i was like because you know like like i grew up poor so i was like the idea of giving up a stable job just like just fundamentally and psychology like it just didn't make any sense but eventually when she just pointed out how unhappy i was and that mm. i would be a better person 
then I just remember the day I did quit, which was a similar time. It was like 2014 now, nearly 10 years. You're like, oh God, like I can't imagine not making that decision. But it took me so long to make that decision. Wow. Well, that's that's amazing because like uh, that's the year I quit too, 2014. Right? So we, we spiritually uh, became full-time comedians at the same time. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, you've got two Netflix specials and I can sometimes MC a comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey so, so, sorry, Ben. Uh, can, can I just clarify? Were you the guy who uh, opened up the uh, the gala, the, the all-star? Yes, all- yes, yes. That was me. Oh, you were great, man. You were thanks, great. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, it was great. I really, I had a great time. I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where you, you talk to the guy and then you're like, uh, so uh, do, you, do you know uh, you what's a house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Jason. I mean, it's a lot. Oh, I'm really quite chuffed you saw that. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Uh, I was in the second row. I was just behind the guy, uh, behind the guy you were talking to. It was amazing. Great time, man. <laughs> thanks, mate. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all, all the time we have for... Uh... <laughs> I would have loved if it was just coincidentally Jason, who you're doing crowd work with, and you didn't know he was a comic. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Jason, so, um, you know, this is a health and fitness podcast. And, yes, and, and yet, you know, um, when we have our stand-up comedian friends on, it's so much about debauchery. And and in your case, you know what I mean? I, I really love that you two have, you know, you. it's fair to say that you were on the, you and I were both on the chunky side of life. Yes, sir. Uh, but in the last, I don't know, maybe two, three years, I've noticed that your Instagram has uh, includes, you know, footage of you uh, uh, practicing jujitsu. Yes. When did you um, get into that? Okay, so actually, I started jujitsu when I was uh, in in medical school. That was like in the year two thousand and four. But I've I've only done it sporadically because, like you know, with medical school, you know, you, you, uh. I don't I didn't have enough time. Then I when I graduated, and then I worked as a doctor. There was barely any time for anything, uh, much less jujitsu. And I've only started training quite seriously and regularly and consistently since two thousand and eighteen. Yeah. So. And 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 I'll I'll share with you the real reason why I started taking it very seriously was because I decided to take better care of myself uh, for two main reasons. One, the main reason is uh, I I I uh, I wanted to be a father. So my wife and I we have decided we at the point uh, decided that next year we'll try that the following year we'll try and get pregnant. Yeah. Oh wow. So I wanted yeah I wanted to be healthy for. Uh, my child, right? That's very reasonable. You know, I want to be uh, healthy enough to play with my child when she's old enough. And then the second reason is a friend of mine who is my age. Yeah, uh, deal. We are the same age, right? I'm nineteen eighty-five. What are you? Same, same. Yeah, yeah I'm thirty-eight right. this year. Right. 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 So right. a friend of mine, our age, he in twenty eighteen he was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, oh. He has uh, nasopharyngeal uh, carcinoma, very common among uh, Chinese males. And but what is that? Even, what is that? What is that, Jason? Uh, it's a it's a cancer in the area behind your nose. Oh, yeah. It, it's 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 called the na- uh, the nasopharynx. Uh, so it's the nasopharyngeal carcinoma (NPC). Very why common. Is it among, common? Yeah. Why is it common between uh, Chinese? I men? think there is a genetic variant, uh, and also the diet that um, some Chinese people consume. Uh, a lot of uh, preserve a uh, preserved uh, uh, fish. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 MSG, you know. Uh, 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 uncooked like, bats? <laughs> <laughs> uncooked bats? Uncooked bats. <laughs> so where are the cooked bats? <laughs> yeah. So he he was diagnosed with cancer, but he 
did not let that hinder him. He continued training. He trained hard. Wow. He trained consistently, even with that diagnosis, even with chemo and radiotherapy destroying his body. Really? He still showed. I'm serious, Dil. I'm fucking serious. If you ever meet this guy, I'll tell you his story. But he till today, till right as of today, he trains like five to six times a week. So and, what was uh, the impact of him seeing him? How did uh, how did that start to change your behavior? Because then it it goes to show like you know most of us don't have any excuses to to not train regularly, right? If you want it, you train. That's it. Like what? There is no excuse that I have that is a better excuse than I have cancer. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, I'm not you, feeling you well. Can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not feeling well. So fuck you. The guy has cancer. He's 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 vomiting, but he's still coming to train. So <clears throat> yeah, these wow. two things really changed my perspective. So I train regularly. And uh, even now in uh, in Melbourne, you know, I'm I'm going to the gym regularly, and and jujitsu is a, a very good way of like keeping in shape, especially for guys in our middle age, because it is one of the few sports where it's although it's high intensity and it's a whole body workout, the 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 impact on your body is quite minimal, you know. Oh, okay, it, interesting. Yeah, so yeah. Because you explain and, explain that to me because I, I've had a couple of friends who I guess and maybe not jujitsu, but them judo and karate and go to kenju, and some of them just their knees are ruined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so just to uh, clarify, well, of course we are susceptible to like injuries, especially the knees, right? Yeah, the but, knees. Yeah. The thing about the 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 if I can exaggerate the example, let's say. Uh, you do boxing, right? Now, yeah. boxing for it to be effective, that you 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 have to spar in boxing, sure. and whenever they're sparring, there has to be impact on your body. Like you got to take the hits, you know. Uh, in judo, there's a lot of throwing involved, so right. you're gonna land on the on the mats uh, a, 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 a high number of times to make the session or the sparring effective. You know, to get a good right. workout. Okay. But in jujitsu. Although there's a lot of joint attacks, there's a lot of chokes. There, it's very submission based, and it can be hard on the body. But we spar in a way where, when you reach the the breaking point, when someone gets you in a submission, you tap. You mm, you say, yeah. um, you you cry, uncle, and then the the submission <laughs> is released, and then you yeah, and then you go again. So right. because because you can tap right before there is maximum. And lasting damage. Right. It's very sustainable. You can go again and again. You can you can spar literally a thousand times without getting an, out. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, yeah without, without, without gassing out. You can just keep yeah going. without getting no without getting injured without getting your arm broken or without yeah, getting your wow. choke unconscious because that's the nature of jujitsu. So it's right. a very. I mean, after a thousand times, Jason, you don't have a rotator cuff left. Like you surely, <laughs> surely, you know, like eventually, there's no cartilage in any of your shoulders. <laughs> well, well, the the beauty about jujitsu is Ben. Uh, if you spar a thousand times by about you know the. Fifth hundred time, you're the one injuring other people. You're the one, yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah. the one tearing other yeah. people's rotator the cuff. So it's a, yeah, yeah, it's totally. a very yin and yang kind of thing. You know, you receive damage to, <laughs> to inflict damage. <laughs> right. Um, just to give you an example, guys. Um, back home in KL, uh, there is a there is a, a senior student. He's a black belt. His name is James. We call him Uncle James. Okay. okay. He he is sixty five years old. I'm not kidding. He's sixty five. He is double.
double my age. But every time we spar, I will go 110% with this motherfucker and he still taps me out. Wow. Yeah, so this wow. is 65 years old. Yeah. It's just consistent and technique. Is it like after a certain point, it's just about not how strong you are, but how you actually use that strength? That's right. That's right. It's about right. like it's about technique and it's about like it's all about leverage, you know, how you uh, yeah. maximize your entire body strength against the weakest part of your opponent's body. You know? And is it, that's is- is it also, Jason, the idea that it's like with technique, it's also um, being able to make that decision process in a, like a split second where it might be one move where you push someone to then pull, but you have to make that decision at the right time. Otherwise, oh, you're man. Yes, it's a very, uh, how to say, I, I know this sounds pretentious, but it's, it's also a very, uh, how to say, intellectual sport because yeah. it, it's, like human, it's like human chess, you know, every move, has a counter. Every move has opens up to more possibilities, you know. And that the the thing you asked about, like the split second decision making, um, it's very prevalent when you when you compete in jujitsu tournaments. Okay. Yeah. And the great thing about jujitsu tournaments is nowadays it's become so popular that no matter how old you are, there is an age category. Uh in jiu-jitsu tournaments where you can participate right so even right. if i'm say i'm i'm 38 so i can compete in the above 35 years old category and when i become 40 there'll be a category for the above 40 above 45 above 50 and, yeah and, and, and so you kind of always have a place to to train and practice and get better like there's always continuous improvement I, have you done have you done yeah, tournaments, always, jason have you done have you done any oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I've done. I, I did. I, I've done about in total six or seven tournaments in my whole uh, journey. But I did one last year in Singapore. It, it, it was really fun. And the, the thing about tournaments is, is uh, jujitsu tournaments is one of the most uh, intense physical and emotional things that is available to a non-athlete. You get what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm yeah. about to participate in my first tournament, but it's a slightly different sport. <laughs> What tournament was it? Oh, sorry, golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can, I can see the same thing. Yeah, no, yeah, golf and jujitsu are exactly the same thing, Ben. It's yeah. so oh, there's gonna, so many similarities so between many golf and jujitsu. So it's like you guys are practically yeah. twins. Yeah. The, uh, I actually no, what I thought was really cool as well is there seems to be obviously a, a few people that I know that do it, but also uh, our mutual mate Ronnie Cheng when he was in Malaysia. I think you guys sparred together, yeah. And, yeah, and I thought it was really cool because when I first saw the photo, I was like, oh, fuck, Jason's standing in front of a mirror. That's interesting. He's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then when I saw the video, it felt like it felt more like in Street Fighter when you both select the same character and then you have <laughs> a, a slightly different different <laughs> outfit. And was the winner right. was the winner who can get their second Netflix special out first? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm glad you said that we look alike because, like, although that's racist, uh, but, uh, because, because, I was like, yeah, it's first racist. Let's uh, let's all get that out of the way. Yeah, that I was but, extremely horrendously right. racist just then. But, but no, 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 that, that, that's no, it's okay. Um, no, so. Uh, but I'm actually significantly, I'm actually significantly larger and heavier than uh, Ronnie. Yeah. So taller as well, you wouldn't you? You'd be a head taller. Yeah. I, nah, we are the same height. That, that's oh, why it's embarrassing. Um, yeah. So whenever we <laughs> grapple, whenever we grapple and spar, what you don't see in the photos, obviously, is Ronnie Chang uh, continuously talking shit about me. 
Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> like like we are rolling, and he's like, "Oh, is this is this KL style of jujitsu? Huh? Is this your technique? Your technique is just being heavy? Huh? What is this? <laughs> this is new. This is New York, you know." And then like so, so it's nonstop talking shit. Um, awesome. But uh, it's good to say Ronnie hasn't changed at all. <laughs> no, he. Uh, that's the the great thing about Ronnie is that fame has not changed him. He has just not. made him worse. He just made him like, yeah. way worse. He's amazing um, on the basketball court. I can't imagine what it'd be like when there's violence involved <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is, it, 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 it's good to have more uh, you know what's weird uh, guys like jujitsu and stand-up comedy has so many parallels I can't even yeah. begin to you know what I mean give, us, give like, me an example because I don't see it okay for example like in, in, in jujitsu and in training right uh, you have to you can't be a great jujitsu practitioner without continuous sparring Right. Yeah. What I mean is, no matter who you are, like I've met coaches, I've met black belts who, for some reason or the other, decide, you know what? I'm just going to stand here and teach my students. I'm never going to roll or spar with my students. Right. right? And the thing is, that's like a stand up comedian who says, you know what? Uh, I'm not going to do open mics anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to go on the road and, uh, and, and do uh, sets without even trying out my new material beforehand. Right, you know? understood, understood. So, yeah, you need the grind, right? The moment you stop doing the grind, you kind of stop being good. Yeah, you, go, you, know? you, get, you totally. get left behind. That's what happens. Is that, that Exactly. Is, the rest yeah, of the exactly. scene just keeps evolving. And if you're not exactly. out there at ground level, you're really starting to lose. That's why a lot of people come back into stand-up, get frustrated that their killer bits somehow don't translate anymore. Even though there's nothing, it doesn't feel like it has aged, but just there's yes, something yes. like a, a, a zeitgeist about stand-up that if you're not in amongst it, it's hard to tap into. Yeah, and, and, and I, think, I think that's why, you know, the Comedy Festival, to draw parallels, again, is like a big tournament because then everyone right. who's been grinding around gets to show off their, you know, hour of new material and anyone who's been grinding is actually really enjoying it because they've put in the hard work that this is, you know, like I don't know if you guys have the same, but sometimes I feel like towards the second half of the festival, I'm enjoying it so much I can actually enjoy it because I've done all the work. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely Absolutely perfect analogy. Uh, you're right. The, the festival is like a tournament. And uh, uh, Dil, when you said when you use the word evolution or evolve, that's exactly it. Because in the world of jujitsu, because now they have, we have international tournaments and with big cash prizes, and you see the top guys fighting the top guys, and you know they they each have to uh, bring a new game to the table, a new meta to right. beat the very top. You know what I mean? When, when it's the top tier elite jiu-jitsu players fighting each other, they have no choice but to evolve, to reinvent, uh, innovate and discover new things to beat the other guys. Right. And that's exactly the same in stand-up comedy. Yeah. If, if, if all you do is your 10-minute <laughs> bit about the difference between this race and that race, you're going <laughs> you're gonna to be left behind. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I'm you're not allowed to do that, but yeah. <laughs> Well, you were in the man multicultural gala. You tried. <laughs> it's, it's, true. it's true. I did try. Um, well, no, but, no, no, that's but, different. But they, yeah, I, I see exactly what you mean. Yeah, it is that thing. There's nothing wrong with it in its isolation. But if the yes. if the scene has moved on, then it feels stale. You know what I mean? And that's why. Yes, it, yes. There's that thing. Yeah, that idea of continuous improvement. You know what I mean? And yes, so for, yes, for yes, you, yes. for you now, when you're on tour. Um, what is your kind of must, or, or let, let put it this way, um, non-negotiables in terms of health? 
Do you oh, have yeah. some things that you go, okay, this is what I have to, both physical and mental, for you to prepare yourself for a big festival like this? What do you okay, try to so, do during the day? Yeah, so right now, uh, in addition to jiu-jitsu, I actually started like uh, lifting weights. Uh, I, I had a personal trainer who, who taught me uh, the, 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 the necessary form to have when you, you're deadlifting yes. or you're bench pressing or you're squatting. So uh, for me, these three exercises, uh, deadlifting, bench pressing, and squatting are, are very important exercises, especially when it comes to uh, longevity. Not necessarily right. to put on muscle, although that'd be great. But as we grow older, we lose a lot of our back muscles and our uh, posterior chain muscles. Like when okay. we, So that's why when we squat, um, we, we strengthen our core and our uh, yeah. uh, hamstrings. Right. Because they, they are the first to go when you get older. So oh, tell me about uh, it. yeah, so I do I do all this so that uh like even here I, I'm living in an apartment and there's a gym, so I go to the gym every other day and I do deadlifts, bench bench pressing and squats. So that's I mean it, it, it's not reached a point where it's non-negotiable because I know sometimes when you tour wherever you are, it's hard to find a gym with the yeah. necessary equipment. But I'll try and go and 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 and, and move and uh, break a sweat at least every other day you know if there is something that's non-negotiable it will be that um when i come to the festival here i'm grateful because the cbd has a lot of jiu-jitsu gyms i go to one in the on the russell street uh, exhibition street i can't remember which, whichever uh absolute mma and and, I, and there's they have great jiu-jitsu classes and i, I will go uh, when i have the time yeah. and do they have so like again getting sorry to go back to jiu-jitsu but like is it like if you're starting out, it feels intimidating to even go in. You know what I mean? Like that's right. So it, it, like it's sort of part of me goes. It hit me that in terms of like just actual self-defense and being able to like you know uh, have a sense of how you can defend yourself. I have no clue. I've never been in a fight my entire life. Oh, so you've never done. With... You've done never. You've never done any form of martial arts. Still? No, no. I was too busy studying hard to so I can. My parents would buy me a game gear. Because Jason, Jason, you'll appreciate this because I got I got mugged once when I was a little kid. Oh shit! And, and my and, but it was like nothing. It was like these you know, older kids just went, "Hey, give us all your money." And I remember I just had twenty cents, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to take that twenty cents." And I, remember, <laughs> I remember coming home. I told my dad what happened. He's like, "Well, that's not on. Are you okay?" And he checked my body, and I was like, "No, they didn't hit me." And he's like, "No, that's in." And he signed me up for uh, go to Kenshu, which is a type of karate class. And then for the next seven years, I did karate. And and I remember at the time that I was like, I remember like, I was like, oh, okay. And I loved it because it was like, it was daunting at first. And then it became a once a week thing. Then I did cutter tournaments. And then you did some sparring tournaments. But then I also remember that I played wow. basketball. I played basketball. And then um, uh, there was a fight that broke out on the court. And I'd been doing karate for six years. And then one of the point guards on my team went, Watch out, guys. This guy knows karate. And I was like, yeah, I know karate, but not when there's eight other people. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember getting the shit kicked out of me going, well, if he punches me here, I'll be fine. No, no, no. There's four punches coming. <laughs> Wait, so you were in a fight with those guys? You fought yeah, those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remembered, like, I was just, like, trying to use my technique, but I was like, I, I thought I was good. Like I was, I, I got so good. I was one away before black. So I was so close. I was brown with two bars. And, but all I remember is like in the real world, when there's eight people and me, the best thing to do is run. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I yeah. even heard yeah. like that, um, that former Navy SEAL Jocko Wilnick 
say that yes. if he's on the street yeah. and you know there's a bunch three people he's like the best defense for him is to run because <laughs> i agree yeah it's funny so yeah. the so but uh what about in terms of nutrition man do you have a um a plan with that in terms of which what, what you try to try and nail more often than not let's say like yeah on, a, on think, a good day what what's your nutrition look like on a good week let's say yeah i think uh, yeah nutrition and diet is the, arguably my worst uh uh my worst uh how to say my worst the least developed part of my game because yes, uh, i i would have I, said it's your opening 5 minutes in your show but yeah, 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 yeah. It's the least. It's the shittiest. No, no, no. Actually, it's the. It should be the last five. It's so horrible. <laughs> Send them off on a sour note. <laughs> um, Please, everyone. I hope you guys realize at this point that I'm being completely silly. Jason's incredible, end to end, hilarious. Oh come on! I'm sure they know. Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, just in case, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. The dieting is the hardest part because you know dieting is like. You know, it's, it's working out is one one or two hours a day, but dieting is twenty four hours a day forever. You know, yeah. Um, but on a, on a good week, because I remember when I was trying to be lean for the Jiu Jitsu tournaments uh, mm. in Singapore last year, yeah, I'll be eating like uh, no carbs, just fruits and veg in the afternoon. Yeah. And then by by six p.m., uh, I'll eat like lean meat, salmon, or 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 a steak. Again yeah. with vegetables, right. and uh, what I've been trying to do recently is, uh, I try to do intermittent fasting where I don't, I only eat between twelve and six p.m. Right. So within that six hour window, and from six p.m. until the next day twelve p twelve p.m., which is like eighteen hours. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I only drink water. I don't eat, and that has been great for my mornings because I'm very. Uh, mentally aware i'm, I'm yeah. so awake in the mornings there's no fog right. and it's great yeah intermittent fasting is great especially if you get enough sleep as well and you're hydrated it, it does feel like a cleanse once a day yes it's amazing it's amazing uh have you tried intermittent fasting any one of you guys yeah yeah, yeah we, both, was... we both we both done it i mean that's so kind, of, kind of what i do these days anyway because it's almost become like i've said this in the early episodes of the pod so i used to do 12 to 8 was my eating window and I experimented with various windows and 12 to 8 seems to be the one that suits me the best. And um, for me, uh, I like it now because it's almost a non, like it's, I don't really think about breakfast anymore in that sense. Exactly, exactly. So it, it's same, kind same, of just same, one, same. one less caloric intake. You know what I mean? Like I used to think yes. that if I don't have breakfast, I can't study, I can't work, I can't do anything if I'm on an empty stomach. And then you do it and you're like, man, that's all bullshit. You're fine. Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, in the, fact, the, the, the problem I have though, Jason, is like I, I try to do it as well, uh, except then I'm also making three breakfasts and three lunches for the, <laughs> for the children. I'm like, fuck you. Look at you. Your breakfast looks amazing. Yeah. And you're resent, <laughs> resenting them for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my nutrition game. I think uh, intermittent fasting is, uh, is it's so great, but I think uh, uh, I need to work on like what I eat during the the, the eating window yes. you know because especially when I'm on tour there's, it's so tempting to just like oh, dude, uh, you munch know, you know in a new town as well like you know it's like oh well I don't know when I'll get to go enjoy this particular restaurant again so I'll, I'll go twice more you know things like that you <laughs> yes. start finding excuses <laughs> but um, yes. just to, to wrap us off though one of the other things that I always admire about you is you're, you're, you're quite obviously um, you know a prominent figure in Malaysian um, in the in, in Malaysia in particular but you're not afraid to speak your mind even though you know it's gonna 
it's going to attract the, the haters and the trolls and you take them on like you know especially yes. during the pandemic being a doctor you were you were quite vocal about um, you know people making sure they do the right thing and you're shutting that down but then nowadays you're quite vocal about malaysia and you know the, your show is called brain drain uh, specifically yep. as well so without necessarily yep, yep. getting too political i don't want to necessarily unpack the 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 content my question is more to do with how you manage that uh, aspect of being in the public figure that in order to maintain your sanity, I guess, because for me, I'm someone who get, I, I thought I was going to be better with trolls and stuff, but it just affected me so much that I just like deleted Twitter. I barely look at my comments anymore. So do you have a, just an ability to let it fall off, like wash off your back? Or do you actually have a routine around when you engage with, um, you know, the haters? Yes, uh, that's a great question because I do have a, quite a, a good strategy. Um, this strategy is most pronounced on Twitter where whenever I tweet something and uh, in mind, I, I don't tweet stuff with the intention of getting hate. You know, yes, it's sometimes, yeah. you know, and what happens is when people are, you know, they are offended or they take a, a different viewpoint. Um, my rule is very simple. If you say if you if you disagree with my point of view, that's fine. If you correct me, that's fine. But if you say something which I would not tolerate, if you had said it to me in my face in person, I will block you. Oh, okay. right, right. So, for example, if you say, "Oh no, Jason, uh, 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 Malaysia is is not like this. You know, it's actually like this uh, according to the facts and figures. Therefore, you are wrong." I'll be like, yeah, that's that's great. Thank you for uh, enlightening okay, me. Yeah, yeah. But if they say you are wrong, you piece of shit. Oh, okay, block. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's so much better for your mental health because these are people. Most of the time, they will never be polite to you anyway, even if in the future. So, who if if they say something which I don't which it, it, that I won't accept if you say it to my face, then I, I'll just block. You know. Interesting, um, because yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like for me, my uh, thing that I keep reminding myself for is that if I try and engage with one person, for them, it's most likely that's the only kind of heat they're going to be taking that day. Whereas if I open up that can of worms, I'm having to defend myself against multiple multiple people. You know what I mean? And they can go all day. And that in, exactly. a, weird, in a weird, almost arrogant way, I'm like, no, no, my life is way cooler than this to have to, <laughs> to be... To, to have to waste time with these fuckers because you know what I mean? Like, especially if it's the, if the, the hate is around something. So like one that pops to mind for me is this, you know, a bunch of Sri Lankans got upset because in one of my routines, I referred to curries and I, and I uh, referenced like Vindaloo and Tikka Masala, which are Indian curries. And these guys got mad because they're like, well, this, this guy claims to be Sri Lankan, but he's, he's not mentioning any Sri Lankan things. And that for some reason pissed me off. I was ready to unload. And I went, what the fuck am I doing? Why do I care? If these idiots can't understand that I have to use those references because more Aussies would know it, then there's no point in me trying to educate them. They just want hatred. Yeah, it exactly. So and much it takes so much time as well, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think it's, it's arrogant for you to say that because it is true. You know, yeah. you have been, you do have way better things in your life yeah. than to deal with curry trolls. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> curry trolls. <laughs> curry yeah, trolls is the name of my show next year. <laughs> but Jason, how do you do that? With do you have do you have kids? Do you have kids? I have uh, one three year old. Yes. Yeah, one three year old. So, and and do you get protective? So when you when you tell it when you challenge the the trolls online, do you do you think about the family or are you able to keep family life and that life separate? Yeah, uh, right now it's uh, separate. But you know, like uh, one of my friends, I know Dill knows this, yeah, knows yeah, this guy, Rizal Van Rizal Vangazel. Sweetest, sweetest uh, guys I know. 
sweet guy and he posted a clip online many years ago and uh to cut to cut a long story short there were there were people who got offended by his stand up comedy clips so they they organized into a mob they launched uh they launched a police report against him and he got a lot of death threats to him and even to his wife and his child Whoa. death threats it's just you know that's the part yeah. that just gets so, so fuck that angers me so much yeah i got i was so angry you know but and <laughs> it was a good way to like calm myself down and go you know what this uh, these are all uh, cowards anyway you know and we we yeah. have to uh, you have to let it uh, slide off your back because otherwise you can't function and when you can't function you can't live your life you can't do stand up comedy uh, they no, want you can't be you know? yourself. so you, yeah you still you steal yourself and you go you know fuck this i'm still who i, I am who i am and i'm going to continue my journey and yeah. so far right now uh, it has not spilled over to my to my kid yet you know yeah. um, and i also don't post too much about uh, my child you know yeah. and i especially in in times of peace uh, <laughs> i i've not gotten into trouble yet for the past uh, few weeks so yeah it's it's good to post now but whenever i'm in the yeah <laughs> whenever i'm in the eye of the storm i don't i don't i don't mention my my my, yeah. my family at all you know it it, it is mm. it's just it, I know a, a a politician in Malaysia who is a friend of mine, and she says that she, she only posts photos of her children once she knows that the children don't look like what they do in the photos, right? Yeah, because she's, yeah, yeah. In politics in Malaysia, you never know when the tide turns against you, and people yeah. might attack your children. So she only posts photos of her children, like from five years ago. Because they don't look like that anymore. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. in Malaysian politics, it can turn so quickly. Yes, <laughs> like, very quickly. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine that would be. Or in my case, I don't like. I don't put pictures of my kids' faces on there, but I'll, I'll put pictures of them, but just not their face. Like just so you know, right. do do stuff like that. Just so, but also for also the same reason is I've always said that my kids can decide when they're online. So when they yes, decide right. that they give approval to have their face on, then then I'm happy to do it. But till then, and they and to be honest, my daughter's turning nine, and she's still, which we're trying to encourage sort of that digital sort of education that you know she, to be able to by the time she has her own phone, that she has all the aware and all the tools as you would do in daily life, but also online, so that she can make yeah. the decisions, that she can make the right decision of what goes on, and what goes on, because it's yeah, like you know, I just feel like. That- it's going to change so much. Give it another 10 years and what exactly. social media looks like with AI. You just got no idea. <laughs> How old are your kids? Uh, six and nine. Oh, wow. That's great. It's very empowering to give them the decisions and, and the tools to, to make decisions. That's great. Yeah. yeah. We even started, which a couple of my friends have done it too, is like my daughter likes taking photos. So we created an, like an Instagram page for her when she was really young, but it wasn't really about it. It was private. It was more a fact of just you know, trying to teach consent when it comes to taking people's photos and putting stuff online. And we started nice. that really, really early just so, you know, just to build the tools up that by the time she gets there, that it isn't all about putting everything on Snapchat or Twitter or whatever, or whatever the fuck it's going to be in five, six years time. Mm. That the <laughs> that's idea... the scary part, isn't it? You don't even know what it's going to be. No idea. Like, you know, like before, you know, you know, God, who knows, you know, what's getting cancelled and what app's going to come. It's going to be replaced by something. We just don't know what the fuck that is. And so yeah. if, if they have the tools in place to be able to do that, then I think as a dad, I will feel better knowing that, well, I can't control their life 
and I don't want to, but I know, I'd like to be able to go to sleep going, well, everything's both on. There's a great book for anyone who's listening. It's called My Daughter Just Turned 14. I know heaps of dads have just bought it where we have to accept that our children will have a life both in real life and online. You just have That's to accept nice. it. That's nice. Is there a book called My Daughter Just Turned Four? Because she's just three. She's three now, so I'm 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 still bewildered, you know, by what to do as the dad of a daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. amazing. Jason, this uh, yeah, we're gonna sad have to wrap up because I've got to run off. Uh, dude, thank you so much for first of all doing this and being so open thank you. and 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 it sharing so much. I. I'm not even kidding. I think I might, I didn't even know there was a jujitsu place that like you can just roll into and just start. So maybe something to kind yeah. of definitely not for the next six months. I need to first fix my back. I don't want to fucking get into Oh God. You did, did. Yeah. Well, or it could be one of those weird ones where Jason just picks you up, flips you over and you're like, fuck, it's fixed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So no sparring for me for uh, at least another year, but, uh, but man, uh, thank you so much. Where can people, so I guess, first of all, plug the Athenaeum show. So where 22nd. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, but, but, but before I, I do that, let me just say that uh, I find this podcast to be very uh, empowering and it's great, you know, because like, uh, like what, what you say, you know, fitness and uh, health is very important, especially for uh, guys my age, our age. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I know you for a long time, so it's nice to see you embarking on this journey, self-improvement. And it's great. I've, you, you, and I, you look great now. You know, like, you look great then, but you look, you know, you look great now. So I'm very happy to see your progress. Uh, but That's more fun. importantly, uh, more importantly, uh, please do come to my show. Yes, more uh, importantly, <laughs> more, more, more importantly, that was, that was a good run up. That was a really good run up, Jason. I can't wait to watch the show. Twenty <laughs> second uh, of April, uh, four p.m. at the ass. Yeah, uh, yeah, at the ass. Uh, you can get tickets at my website, jasonleong.my. Please bring five hundred of your friends. Your friends. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And Jason, uh, yeah, hopefully I get to see you a bit more throughout the festival. Um, I'll definitely yes. come uh, check out the show. But it was actually really nice to meet you. And thanks for being so honest and frank. We really appreciate it. Cheers, man. You guys are legends. Thank you. Take care, brother. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace. Thank you.